Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And Ryan is not with us this week. Uh, he is, he's well, he's launching a book. Very important. But we have a special guest. Our guest this week is George Banks, the creator of Along Came a Spider. Hi, George. How are you doing? Hello. I'm not too bad. How are you? Doing very well. You are sitting in as our guest host, our third chair, and we're very excited to have you here to talk news, indie games of the week, and uh, and more. Well, I'm very excited. excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Along Came a Spider, we'll just give a, a quick little plug here. Um, is a itch release uh, for the playdate, and I I put the link in here twice, so I, I could take it out here. We'll talk about it more in a minute, but uh, it's it's George's first game. He is a new dev, and um, I I wanted to also mention thank you to Ledbetter, also a, a dev for the playdate, um, for joining us last week. The uh, the dev behind Art Seven, which has a Halloween update coming this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in the last episode. Please go back and listen to uh, episode 16 if you missed that one. So all these great devs coming in to fill Ryan's shoes. I know it's an impossible task, but we appreciate you guys. Definitely. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I think um, the thing that's amazing about Playdate is just sort of, you know, opening up this this scene to be able to to create games and put them out there you know it's one of those things that you think i've always dreamed about it since i was a little kid you know having ideas about games and things and them to go yeah go on off you go uh, <laughs> get it done is uh, is just a bit mad really so um really exciting to see what people make and and uh exciting to make something and put it out yourself it's just it's uh, it's wild heard that so much from different people just like i've always dreamed of making a video game and now i have it's crazy yeah, and I think, yeah yeah no it is and i think it, it's funny because you you uh you go into it thinking oh i've got these great ideas and this is going to work just like this and this is going to be perfect and then you know you just smack up against so many brick walls and, and you know i've, I've made a, a teeny tiny game with quite a, a powerful uh creative engine and you know it was knackering um and a lot of work and i it just makes you think how any game ever gets made ever is just beyond <laughs> me um all these perfect beautiful massive games how i just how on earth do they do it but you know very challenging but very rewarding so yeah no it was a, it was a lot of fun did you guys see the video from uh squid De- squid god dev this week where he talked about how much money uh pocket pets made this week or this past month or two uh, it it pop, it's popped up in my feed. He, um, I'll talk about him actually when we talk about Along Came a Spider because his his videos are just brilliant. Um, and I, obviously you've mentioned him quite a lot on the podcast. I haven't watched it yet. I was very curious to watch it. What did he it's say? A, yeah, it's a short video. He's I guess he's only been making games for a year, but uh, he said it said it made about eight hundred dollars so far, which equated to about nine dollars an hour. So oh he God. wasn't get, he wasn't getting rich wow. off of it, but uh, he talked about how many hours he spent in it and whatnot. And it's crazy. Just it's a pretty polished game. We've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. But for, just um, this hobby type project, I put that in air quotes because I'm not trying to diminish the work that he did at all. But uh, it's cool that at least he got some return. And nine dollars isn't isn't the isn't. I thought it was going to be like a dollar an hour kind of thing. I was expecting to be yeah. heartbreaking, but no, that's hey. okay. As a side hustle, I wouldn't laugh at, at, at nine bucks an hour. That's not a side bad. hustle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um. Anyway, should we get to news, guys? Yeah, let's let's do it. More Can I do the boobity boobs if Ryan's not here? Oh, oh, Since he would ask politely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, hang on. Uh, boobity boop boop boop. <laughs> I think that's it, right? That's it. That was very that's accurate. Yes, that's there we go. Yeah. You'll appreciate that. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, Shining Gadget and Shadow Gadget from The Strangest uh, are now up and running. They're working 100%. Very, very cool games. We talked about it a tiny bit on the last show because they had just come out. But they are kind of Pokemon meets Pokemon Go meets Ghostbusters meets Odama meets a bunch of other things. But uh, very, very impressive games for the Playdate. And they're now, all the bugs have been worked out or most of them. They're fully patched. I'll put the patch notes in the uh, show notes and highly recommend checking those out. So just want to give a quick update on the Shining Gadget front. Um, also, something that I've been mean to mention for like two months now is one of these season games, uh, Star Sled, has gotten a control update officially. So oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know how many of the official season one games have had substantial updates, but uh, Greg Maletic is the dev and he added i've got it on my play date here we we kind of not complained but we were stressed about how <laughs> touchy the controls were playing it have you played star sled yet george i loved star sled uh yeah it's, it was quite slick it's quite slippery the ship with the with the mm-hmm. i really i really like that it's, it's one of those things i mean i'm i'm I, I did. I, out of curiosity, I put together my my uh, twenty four list in order, seeing your your lists up on your page. And Star Slept was actually higher up than I thought it would be. Um, but I I loved it, and I love the games that you know use the crank really well, or or just use the crank in general. Um, and I you know it was that thing of of once you kind of get used to the ship and you kind of learn how to use it and then you sort of start to master it you go oh actually this is great i feel like i've really learned and achieved in this game how to do it and i can tackle anything that's put in front of me and i found it really rewarding i haven't found all there's there's um secrets in some of the levels and i haven't found all of the secret exits yet um that the, the, my one complaint i would say would be that there's I, I can't find any well, maybe i haven't seen it but i can't find an indicator of where those secrets are and i have two small kids and i don't have time to keep going through it to try and find them <laughs> um but no i no i really enjoyed it what, what have they changed and have they made it d-pad um, accessible or have they just sort of adjusted the speed or the tilt or what's different so uh i believe that what they adjusted was uh different crank sensitivities uh, is that right, Don? Yeah, I've got it here. Um, there's like a harder mode where the the steering is absolute. So crank is up means you fly up. Crank is down means you fly down. Like Hypermedia, it says right on the screen. And then um, there's an easier mode where uh, colliding with the sparks won't damage the sled. Um, on the harder mode, I should say that colliding with the sparks destroys the sled. And then there's a relative steering mode, which I think Nick you had talked about when we reviewed the game where like turning left, crank, turning the crank, uh, let's see, that'd be counterclockwise turns left and turning the crank clockwise turns right and makes it more driftier. That's something that you had an issue with, right? <laughs> I'm trying to go back three months. 
<laughs> yeah, my my issue was the slipperiness of the controls. So okay. there's uh there's there's a method that is is the tight uh cranking method that I was championing on that podcast. I think absolute oh, is the mode. Is you when you were talking about Yeah, were you talking about pulling the crank out to the side or something nuts and and <laughs> that was Ryan, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, madness. Uh, <laughs> Ryan was the kid that like played Super Nintendo with his foot on the right. on one side. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was that kid. Anyway, the options are in there now, so you can experiment, see what works for you. Yeah, I'll go back to it. Yeah, um, very cool update. Sorry, I had a little uh, shakiness there, but I think I can hear you guys now. I think we're good. Um, Halloween update: Super Corporate Tax Evader, one of Nick's favorites. You can now be a zombie arm. <laughs> yeah cranking the the uh the paper shredder <laughs> so kind of a fun update and they added uh leaderboards i have not played this since the halloween update did you did you guys give it a shot yet oh not yet i only saw no, a screenshot I, I did see i think i saw something on twitter about they're perhaps doing a sequel or like i saw maybe concept art for a sequel or something did you guys see that hmm. no but that excites me championship yeah, yeah, edition yeah. or something turbo <laughs> yeah no, i i didn't it didn't really. Um, it didn't say much more about it, but it was just it was just a couple of drawings. I, I hope I'm not dreaming that or making that up. But I'm pretty sure that was something I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, I hope that's true. Anyway, um, very cool. We need to check that out this week. Yeah. Halloween's in a week. We got to get on that. Play that zombie arm. I, and I should say that Brains, the trivia game, constantly every month they have uh, updates. But it's kind of Halloween themed anyway. So another one to look at. And Penrose, Nick's pick of the week last last time. Another uh, Halloween themed game that deserves another shout out. Um, speaking of updates, though, Generations for Playdate got a significant update uh, last week on the 11th. Uh, let me pull up the thing here. It's got achievements now, 40 achievements. Is that right, George? I think you were going to mention this. It's so good. It was going to be my pick of the week, but you yeah, you cheeky lot did it last week. Um, <laughs> it's just fantastic. I think I, I genuinely think I've just sold two playdates from the strength of, of forcing people to play Generations on mine. Um, and it took me, uh, my high scores were hilarious. So I, it, it, I've, I've never really been too into puzzle games, but it's actually changed quite a lot with Playdate because I think it's such a perfect little console for little sessions. So, you know, you, you pick up, you play a puzzling game, you put it back down. Omaze was a great one from the, the season that I just loved. Mm. Um, but this one, like, it, I, I tried it once and I hated it. Um, and I got a score of 500 and thought, I don't know, this is awful. And I was like, well, I'll, you know, I'll try it again. And I tried it again and I got a score of about 600. And then on my third go, I got a score of 11,000. <laughs> it just Whoa. kind of, it just, yeah, it just clicked. And, you know, it's when I went, my brain went, oh, you know, pay attention. When they when they slide in, they slide to the last place that you've put. And then mm-hmm. you start, you know, um, organizing them to to fall in certain places to create chains. And, you know, using the, actually using the special items or special portraits that you get so they clear and you get new ones instead of just ignoring them. And it's just so well crafted. It's it's absolutely brilliant. There's there's one achievement which I cannot do, and it is driving me insane. Um, it's called Fresh Start, and you've got to clear the entire board. Um, I can't do it. <laughs> I 
can't I can't do it. It's driving me mad. But um, the ten points one that was a good one. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's if you haven't got it, you must get Generations. I don't. I was enjoying it, basically based on the strength of uh, Shift. I had the same issue with Shift where I got it and was like, I don't get it, and I shelved it. And then I went back and read the instructions. Like, oh, I get it now. It's yeah. my it's my favorite game on there. But uh, so generations, I read the instructions first, just knowing it's the same dev. Um, and so that that ten point achievement that you're talking about, basically, Nick, if you haven't checked out the achievement, the idea is to get the lowest possible score, which would be ten points. But in trying to get that achievement, it taught me a new way to play, and that was like spreading the generations out so that you don't get matches right away, yeah. because then they start to cascade when you do get a match. And that basically gave me a new strategy. So reading ahead at the achievements and spoiling them kind of unlocked a new way to have fun with the game. So I really appreciated that. Anyway, if you haven't checked out Generations yet, definitely worth a look. And one final note, this is the last call for the Reach the Ocean contest. It ends on Halloween, so you got about a week left. Um, all the links will be in the show notes. Get that high score. Get the Reach the Ocean merch keychains and decals and whatnot check it out and thanks to zanya lasagna for running such a great contest all the details again be in the show notes Definitely. so the, i've oh, been uh ha, have you all been trying to reach the ocean have you been trying to hit that high score i've not played it to be honest actually i've not that's one that's um i need to add onto my list but no i've not i've not tried it out yet well uh, the high score is currently dispiritingly high at 811. <laughs> so I, I've been spending uh, a bit of free time uh, poking at it with different runs and uh, haven't reached anywhere near those heights. But uh, still a few days left. So anything can happen. Yeah, high score chasing. I mean, I really got into white water wipeout, but then seeing, seeing the, the absolutely ludicrous scores I was getting... And I was doing the five spins, and I was getting—I was really pleased. And going, that's got to be up there. Nah, doesn't doesn't even register. <laughs> Just terrible. So uh, yeah, not not necessarily my forte. Uh, high score chasing things, but yeah, I'll check it out. I'm gonna need to put like a drill on the crank to get those high scores on white water. Okay, so the main event. Let's talk to George about Along Came a Spider. George, what is Along Came a Spider? What is it about? Take the reins for a few. It's about a spider. Yeah, um, it's about a little spider. I mean, it's such a bad dad joke. It's about a spider called Eric Nid, who's an Eric Nid. It's all I could think <laughs> of. And um, and, and basically, it's just a, a little top-down uh, 2D adventure uh, made using pulp. Um, I, you know, I was really keen to, to, to make something using the system. And it, my, my only um, sort of... Um, prerequisite to making the game was that i had to use the crank i had to use the crank otherwise i didn't want to do it basically um so i um i am quite close with um lots of my family and i have some cousins who like to play computer games too and i was chatting with them and i pulled out this big document i was like right i'm making something that's about half the size of link's awakening this is the plan and uh one of my cousin johnny who i ended up making the game with went I think you should scale it back. It's the first thing you've ever made. <laughs> um, I said, okay, all right, all right. So um, I sort of went into pulp and I you know, made a few bits and bobs and I, I just practiced making sprites, first of all. I've, I've literally never coded in my entire life. You know, I'm in my mid-30s, so I kind of 
just missed out on that when it was in schools and things. Never done pixel art ever. So I, you know, looked up pixels of of Link and of Mario and all that kind of stuff, and and you know, drew them using the tile based system on Pulp, and sort of to learn how they work, and then animated them. Then I made a little sort of. Um, Basically, then I, I looked at um, Squid God Dev, who you've talked about a lot. He does, you know, great videos about how to get started. And I kind of coded in how to move, and that was all fantastic. But I didn't really understand what I was doing. I was just copying what he was doing. Um, and it got to a point where I was trying to tell a tile to make another tile move. And um, it kept crashing. I didn't understand what was going on. So I spoke to Johnny, who's my cousin, and who codes for a living, and um, he said, yeah, you've got to tell them to make an event, to make things happen in the game. And um, I said, right, let's make the game together. Um, so he jumped on, and from there I said, okay, what cranks, what goes up and down? And as I was thinking this to myself and walking home, I walked through a spider's web and went, that's horrible, and that's also a really good idea. So I wanted to make something where I'm, I'm cranking, <laughs> dropping a spider up and down, and it, it kind of just went from there, really. And I, you know, I love games like um, like Zelda. I mean, that's why I wanted to make that kind of game. Um, and I thought I'll make a little overworld, and I'll you know go from bit to bit. I want it to have little secrets in there, um, but you know, just just kind of if you think of each room that you kind of visit in the town as a dungeon a very simple one room dungeon but a puzzle that you have to solve using that crank then you explore the overworld that's it really it's just a small top-down adventure where you use the crank to drop and spider up and down and i have to kind of avoid the danger and i uh, i try to fill it with as many kind of um things to find and, and secrets as i can while still being a kind of little pocket-sized adventure basically and that was a very long-winded way of saying it's a top-down 2D adventure. <laughs> <laughs> did you compose the music and sound effects for the game? I did. Yeah, yeah. I um, gosh, I can't. I, I accidentally did a waltz for the the overworld theme, which I was not anticipating. It just kind of um, happened. But I would um, I drive my wife nuts. Actually, I I would think about all the different areas and the what what I wanted the music to be like. And I would just hold my phone and, and hum into the into the voice memo app, mm-hmm. you know, on, on my iPhone. Um, and I'm not particularly, you know, I'm, I have grade three in piano from when I was 12. I don't have a lot of musical knowledge. But I um, would just like work and work and work to try and churn out what I had hummed into these songs. And I think particularly things like um, sound effects in, in adventure games are really key. You know, they're... They're big indicators for things. So you know the the I think the damage sound on Along Came a Spider is quite chunky because you have to know you've been hit. Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke a little bit with Don about uh, I won't spoil too much, but the, the the one of the final rooms you go into, you have to move quite fast to get through it in certain places. And I, you know I I programmed it, but I was having trouble <laughs> getting past there. So I added I added a you know, an, an audio cue to basically say, okay, get ready. Okay, go. Um, so, you know, I, and, and and it's only four channels, you know, only four different effects that you can use in, in Pulp, but actually the four things they've given you are, um, if you want you to, it takes a while to toy around with them, get used to them, but when you sort of start understanding how things work and 
putting in the reverb and stuff it, it's um no it's a it's a fantastic little system the thing that's the big challenge is actually when you're making it on pulp and, and using your browser the levels and things they all kind of balance out but then when you put them on device you know i had a, a siren go off in one place and it was like the play date was absolutely screaming in my face <laughs> and then uh you know i'm waking up my son i'm going oh my gosh oh sorry oh, sorry and um other times you know i've had pieces of music and thinking i can't hear any instruments apart from the drum going dum 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 <laughs> it's just so oh. getting that balance was difficult but um yeah i mean what did you what did you think of the, the sound and the, and the music because i nick you you play with the sound off quite a lot from what i remember i i do and i um was playing on my lunch break primarily right. so uh but i'm in uh, an office with a lot of people around so i i only turned up the sound uh just occasionally because i wanted to hear uh the punctuation in different areas but okay. uh um but yeah what i what i heard was uh was great and it sounded like it was all modulated through the playdate synth so yeah. the other question i had for you was did you have any pre-recorded snippets that you played back any any audio files um, no 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 so every 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 sound every piece of music is created in pulp on their on their um you know sound and song section very cool there was a there's an item in the game that I knew I needed for two of the endings. We should mention there's a, at least five endings. There's five that the game tells you there there are, and you need one item, oh. or at least I assumed I would need the one item for two of the endings. So the second time, yes. the first time through, I played with the, the sound on, and the the screen you're mentioning where you have to move fast and there's an audio cue. The second time, I knew I needed to get that item, but I it was late at night and I couldn't have the sound on, and I could not. <laughs> make it through the room without the audio cue so i was like all right i'll just oh sorry have to try this a different day <laughs> i couldn't get the timing down so i really i appreciated that the cue was there and there is i guess there is a yeah. bit of a video a visual cue but it, i needed that rhythmic yes. timing yeah and this is this is the thing you know i think that the big one of the the big challenges is is i probably said that eight times about everything because everything was a challenge making a game for the first time but you don't have playtesters and you don't have feedback. And, you know, Johnny and I are, are quite, um, uh, some of our tastes are quite different about things. You know, he, he quote, hates an unskippable cutscene. And I love just reading everything in games and, and looking at everything. So, you know, between the two of us, we, there was a lot of back and forth about, okay, well, I should include this and should have this and well, let's tweak that. But the big thing would be we'd meet up every so often to play it on the device. And, you know, initially getting through that room was way too easy because I made the, the basically the gap that you have was one second. And when, when it was one second, you just go slip through and go, okay, this is, this is nothing. And then I changed it to half a second and it was just impossible. So, you know, it's, it's that tiny balance of going, okay, so we'll make it point. I think it's either 0.6 or 0.65, but, but tweaking those things as you go along to go, I don't want this game to be, impossible i want this room to be challenging um but you know having having a test audience of of two and two people that made it it's difficult to gauge where people will will um fall in that you know and i i had a couple of friends play it and there's a room with some flies i won't spoil too much but they found that very difficult in terms of, of reading the pattern um but what's quite satisfying now is, is one of them uh, chloe she's played it a few times now when she plays the room she can just smash through that room because she's done it enough to learn the pattern so i really like that i like that 
it can be quite challenging initially but then you know if you decide to go after those endings and keep playing it through it becomes I hope intuitive enough that you can then read it and get through it and kind of understand it um it's kind of like what I was saying about Star Sled earlier you know in, in that it's quite tricky to kind of grasp what's happening initially but actually your muscle memory kind of kicks in and then you can get through it i mean i'd love to see somebody speed run it they probably do it in about three minutes but um you know it's uh yeah fine fine tuning that difficulty was uh quite enjoyable and 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 finding how you know how long to 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 make those uh, changes or, or change those patterns for enemies was a definitely a, a fun part of the build yeah and um i should probably mention that uh we were provided uh review copies uh of Along Came a Spider. So Don and I have had the, the privilege of, of playing through the game, um, as, as we kind of mentioned there. Um, but uh, I, Along Came a Spider, I've certainly gotten that muscle memory for the different right. rooms. Yeah. But uh, Star Sled, just not Didn't yet. happen. So. <laughs> yeah. um, Slightly more complex game than mine, so that's, uh, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, very, very different uh, control scheme. But yeah. um, uh, As far as the timing... When I first started playing, I thought the timing was really going to be a problem because I'm not good at the type of gameplay that comes up in several rooms. But my right. second time through, I was almost speedrunning it. Like the timing just made a lot more sense to me, and I was oh, grabbing great. the items. So I was grabbing the <laughs> items very quickly, and it wasn't until that last room with the sound um, that I finally hit a, a stopping point. I was, yeah, yeah. and with the uh, skipping thing that your cousin was saying. I appreciated that you can skip the intro the second time through or pre uh, continuous times through. Um, yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen the intro. The intro is great. You have the option of playing it or not playing it. So I appreciated that. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, unfortunately, Don had to step out. So uh, George and I will continue through. Uh, so George, uh, we were talking about your new game along came a spider, your first game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was curious, what did you think of the development tools overall? It sounds like it, you're fairly positive about uh, the creation suite that yeah, Panic has I mean, provided. I think I think Pulp's amazing, and you know, as I said at the start of the show, the fact that they've made this community and and you know you can make a game and and post it, and all the all the other developers I've spoken to are just so kind and so lovely, you know, giving you advice, helping you out. Um, Island is a game you guys have spoken about loads. Ron Lent, when I was starting out, I'd messaged him saying, how on earth do you do this? And he took the time to write back. And so it was, it was kind of like, it was a slow learning process. And, and, you know, with Johnny teaching me about events and how event handlers work. And once you get that idea going of, okay, I need to basically instruct the room to do this, then it really opens things up. Um, the thing that we found really difficult was because we knew we wanted um, Eric to move with the crank because the game set up initially was moving up, down, left, right with the, with the D pad mm-hmm. to then shift it to the crank. Pulp didn't really want us to do that. And, you know, if you call uh, ignore, then it ignores all inputs, including the crank. So, you know, the, the thing that it, Johnny would find very interesting about Pulp and what he would say from, a, from his sort of coding background would be that it's accessibility is absolutely fantastic but the fact that it's very accessible means it's also quite limited in some respects. And, you know, mm-hmm. I suppose it has to be to, to stop people getting overwhelmed with, with what they're presented with. But, you know, we um, uh, 
uh, Eric you know moves down the the tiles and he has to store each tile that he moves on and then replace it as as do the enemies. So it was kind of we were kind of creating stuff that Pop wasn't necessarily wanting to do or maybe necessarily meant to do, but mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, the, the structure is strong enough to support that. And we initially had Eric um, moving down from the window and he would generate web behind him. Um, but actually we found, you know, um, that you couldn't really place where he was and you weren't really necessarily sure where you were traveling. So then we did this little, um, you know, it's so easy to think, okay, but look, I'm going to make an animation where he drops his web down into the room and mm-hmm. then you start moving. Um, and what's that, what's that phrase? Uh, you know, uh, necessity is the, is the mother of invention. It's, it's <laughs> right. kind of, you know, is okay. What's the easiest way to get around this? I will make this animation and he just moves down the web now. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliantly robust that you can go, I need to fix this problem. Here's an easy solution. We want to do this thing that's quite complicated. It's not necessarily straightforward to do it on pulp, but, mm-hmm. it, but pulp has the tools to do it. And that's, to be honest, I think, you know, for Panic to have made that is just absolutely astonishing. Yeah, it's 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 really impressive to me, uh, the things that developers such as yourself um, and, and your cousin working with you have been able to uh, create out of out of this tool, which at first glance, you know, I, I looked into it when the Playdate launched and I, I found it to be very limited in some ways, in, in ways that uh, can stifle creativity. But some of the creative work that's come out of Pulp, including this amazing game, Along Came a Spider, um, it's, it's just astonishing. So um, <laughs> hats off to you for sure. Um my next question is, do you have any other games in the pipeline? Is is this the start oh. of a brilliant games career? Well, yeah, that's very kind. Um, it, it's tricky. So I, I basically, you know, I think creating this game was in equal parts kind of maddening and just totally <laughs> addictive, you know, as, as, you, as you're hitting up against walls and I would occasionally send Johnny a page of script and go, why isn't this working? And say, yeah, there's, there's one typo here. And you think, <laughs> oh, for God, you know, and it just doesn't, it just means nothing works. Um, but then you make it and it, and it does work. And it's just utterly thrilling that, you know, that, that you've created this thing. So we've talked about it and, you know, I, I, um, oh, he won't mind me saying this, but I said last week, so a week before we're about to launch, I said, Johnny, I've got a great idea for a sixth ending, and he just um, he just messaged me in all caps, "Scope creep," because um, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you could you could endlessly tinker with it, and and yeah. so you know, I'd love to do more, but I think I think the game's done, and uh, you know, I'm really happy with with the five endings, um, and I, I I wanted to do that because it was such a short game that I thought I want a reason to come back and play it again, mm-hmm. and also I want. Oh, I don't know if I should talk about this in the spoiler part. I'm going to mention something else in the spoiler part about that as well. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll save that for later. But I've, I've said to him, maybe, you know, maybe if, I don't know, 100 people download it, I'll make some DLC for it <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll add an ending or something as, as a kind of hooray, you know, uh, people bought our game. Um, but almost almost immediately after posting, you know, Messaged him said, like, oh, thanks for all your help. And he said, you know, it's been, it's been lovely to work. I said, shall we do another one? And he went, yeah, yeah, I think we probably should. <laughs> um, so we've, we're kicking about a couple of ideas. I mean, one, I was um, playing, do you know Elec Head on the Switch? 
Yes. Yes, great game. Um, really enjoyed that. And it's kind of like a puzzle platformer, kind of like a Metroidvania, but less combat and more kind of mm-hmm. puzzle platforming. Um, so I loved that, really loved it. And I thought I would like to do something like that where you're going from room to room and you're getting power-ups and you're going back. Um, it is a logistical nightmare. So <laughs> I, I have created, I've already started to create the project because it's so easy to get started on Pulp and it, it's kind of um, sat there. And we've had, I don't want to talk about it because I'm really excited about it, but we've had one other idea. And the more we talk about it, the more we think, oh, I think we have to, make, I can't, I, A, I can't believe that this doesn't already exist on people. <laughs> and B, it's going to be hard, but I think we've got to do it. And I think we might start tinkering around with Lua to have a look, look at it. Because um, it will do more of the things that we want it to do, I think. So it's, yeah. you know, Along Came As Product came out yesterday. So it's it's um, very early days, but I've, I've already kind of feverishly been drawing lots of, um, plans up and, and making the odd screen you know just to kind of get a, a feel for it so um yeah it, fantastic de- definitely something more to come yeah wonderful and uh congratulations on the launch um thank you i after playing the game i'm just blown away so i wish oh, you all the success much. in the world and uh everybody listening to this right now uh, definitely go to itch.io and download and sideload Along Came a Spider. Yeah. Um, so, George, yes. uh, quick hits. Indie Inventory. These are games that released over the past fortnight, and okay. uh, they are things that uh, that Don found that he wanted to highlight. Now, I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what any of these are. Okay. Well, I do know one. So okay. I'm going to load these up, and if you have any experience with them, uh, please speak up. Uh, yes, I'll tell you my indie pick. I didn't tell you my indie pick because we talked about generations. We'll, but we'll, let's, we'll, come on. let's we'll get to that there. after indie inventory. But uh, this first one is called One Bit Arena, um, and it was developed by Oscar Braindead, and it is a name-your-own-price game. Uh, it appears to be a Smash TV-style game this is very much a, a dawn style game <laughs> okay. um, so i have not played that one but I that one I've is called... that. i think that's popped up my thing but no i haven't played that one okay that one's one bit arena uh next up is crash mole yes i've seen crash mole yes that's uh that's on my list that looks like a lot of fun um it, do, you, do you know what it is it looks like a very uh fun game of whack-a-mole Yes, um, but the but you play as the mole, <laughs> so you don't. Oh, wanna, perfect! You don't want to get twist. whacked. Yeah, no, nice. it looks it looks fantastic. So it's um, I believe it's I believe it's two dollars, um, and you, you uh, very basically there's uh, you see underneath the mole machine, the mole <laughs> machine. I don't know if that's what it's called. <laughs> that just sounds like a sort of mole powered car. But you see underneath the the mole machine, and there's um like sort of four shafts of light and they correspond with four mm-hmm. holes at the top of the table and you see the shadow of the mallet appearing and you want to try and pop up into the holes as much as possible it, where the mallet isn't hitting um, and you crank up to move up and crank down to move down um, and I think there's like a, I think there's a time limit so you want to get up and maybe every time you go up it, it adds a bit more time so you want, it's like a high score chase you want to get you want to pop up as many times as possible without getting whacked and losing your life it looks fantastic it's, it's a beautiful idea yeah. yeah and the uh artwork the, oh, the, the itch amazing. pages 
yeah. artwork uh, appears to be a takeoff of like Nintendo Game and Watch. So very much. Uh, I mean, I think he's put together for it like um like a Famicom um a, a box box, you know, for, yeah. for his artwork for it. And it, on yeah, it, it looks it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, very good on my list. Beautiful, beautiful, and that is uh, two dollars, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, next is uh, Invert World. Invert World? No, it's not one that's come across my my desk. <laughs> it's not, it's not, <laughs> not one that I've seen. No. Uh, it actually tries to run in the browser, so I don't have oh. uh, the the beautiful animated gifs that I normally see here. But it says that it's like an endless runner, but with levels created by me, and the developer is. Anaphiox. Um I'm not sure what this one is, but uh, it is name your own price and um, check it out. Very cool. Uh, next up, Low Tech Games, uh, friend of the podcast and developer of many interesting and amazing uh, tools and games for the Playdate, has developed a new uh, musical <laughs> instrument. Is it the um, Ocarina? It's the Ocarina. It's yeah, Ocarina PD. So good. And it's currently on sale 50% off. It's $1 at the oh, moment. Oh, wow. Um, check yeah. it out. Uh, just very creative. Yeah, um, I mean, um, as I said, I'm an absolute Zelda nut, so I think I'm going to have to bust this out. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn the songs on them. All the songs, yeah. Yeah. Um, perfect. You, and you forget the play that it has a microphone. It's nuts. I definitely do. And, yeah. and a, uh, an accelerometer, a tilt, tilt know, sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so much packed into this. Oh, it's just it's brilliant, but no link it cables. Is. That's that's the thing. I wish they had link cables. But wish wireless, play games. wireless connectivity. So it it, it is potentially possible um, oh. if they open up the the SDK a little bit more. So oh, come on. Um, <laughs> come on. Uh, last on the list is 2048, and this appears to be a puzzle game. Uh, it's by uh, H2 Milu. Um, I almost yeah. certainly mispronounced that, but it's name your own price. Um, I think that's very new, actually, because I saw that pop up next to a long game of spider. So, um, oh, yeah, I, I, I think it maybe like a tile, a tile-based thing. Not one hundred percent sure. It appears to be a tile-based math puzzler, um, oh, and ooh. you're trying to match identical tiles and reach the number. 2048 um oh, but cool. it's it's base two all the tiles appear to be binary um so pretty cool yeah uh this this appeals to me on a technical level so looking forward to checking that out well i like to think of myself as quite sort of quite an intelligent math nerd but i think this is sort of one of those games that would make me feel bad about myself <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I would definitely i would definitely give it a go but um yeah i'd be very disappointed with myself if i couldn't reach that number <laughs> Well, we'll we'll have to compare scores and speed runs. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So next up is fifty coins of deadly doom. Uh, this is by Ever Canadian, and it is uh, free, totally free. Oh wow. Um, so this is a hack and slash NES style game, is what they're billing it as. Fantastic. Um, looks interesting. Um. I mean, you can't ever knock a free game, you know, when somebody's yeah. built something. And uh, I've just looked up now. It looks it looks great. Yeah, a little yeah. adventure game. So um, check it out. So, uh, George, tell me, 
what is your indie game of the week? Now, I think I've just stumbled across it, and I think it's actually quite an old one. I think it's been out for a few months. And I, I, I looked through the um, the the podcast uh, mm-hmm. the page for you guys, and I don't think you've ever covered it. It's a game called Circular. Circular. By, oh. I think it was Ginger Beard Man. Do you okay. know it? Uh, the dev's name is familiar. Have they developed other i believe they have yeah um i'll do a quick search for him but basically so i know uh, you like puzzlers um and it's um it's a a puzzle game basically um the best how do i describe it okay so yeah oh no he's got quite a lot on playdate so he did daily driver ah Um, okay yeah um and and sparrow solitaire and a few other things so basically you there is um a big ball and a little ball uh, sort of orbiting it in the middle of the screen and if you tilt the crank that moves the little ball around the big ball and basically uh, just imagine the letter C drops down over the ball and you have to Ah. crank it to make the little ball fit through the gap in the C fantastic does that make sense Um, it does yeah very like very simple super addictive Mm-hmm. Um, and it speeds you get you know if you get sort of chain you get extra lives um if you you know do really well it speeds up and, and you need to be more precise with your cranks um so it's a high score chaser it's great My, the only thing i wish it had you probably disagree with me here would would be <laughs> music basically music playing underneath it because it's um just a kind of bloop kind of thing but it's um it's it's five dollars if you love you know sort of repetitive puzzle games like that the test of reflexes that kind of thing it's uh yeah it's worth getting it uh it reminds me very much of super hexagon um which is a, a mobile game or oh, and i don't know it um and it, it's got the same kind of core concept but with a with a kick and soundtrack so oh, nice. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking for a similar style of gameplay but actually this looks much less frustrating than super hexagon it's super awesome. hexagon requires uh, uh everything is moving and shifting all the time but this uh, uh the thing that you're trying to match stays rigid as it moves down which right. is very helpful yeah, um, yeah. just visually distinguishing yeah. it um so this looks super fun and uh it's Can't really, wait to give that a try. Yeah, it's quite chill. I think there's a Zen mode as well, so you can just kind of Perfect. just do it and without the kind of <laughs> stress and pressure of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of getting getting those hoops in. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well, I uh, brought uh, another oldie, but a goodie. A I one. think <laughs> it's called Space Troubles, and it's by Brothers Online. It's name your own price. This came out quite early in the playdates life cycle right um and it is um kind of similar to uh there's an atari 5200 game that's kind of like this that i can't recall the name of at the moment but um it is uh essentially you're in the cockpit of a spaceship mm-hmm. and it has lasers mounted on the sides and there are asteroids which are coming towards your ship or meteors depending mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and you're you're trying to shoot them out of the sky before they smash into your ship uh you have three different hits before your ship explodes mm-hmm. and it just well it seems to go endlessly it does for me anyway <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> because i maybe i'm not good enough to, to see whatever the ending is but um it is 
quite fun, I find. Yeah. Uh, there are multiple difficulties, and uh, it's it's a really interesting, um, simple concept, but a lot of fun. And the way that it narrows the uh, field of view, so essentially the the area that you're moving your cursor mm-hmm. to shoot these asteroids is very very small um just within the center of the playdate screen so there's a lot of ancillary ui um that really doesn't matter very much it's just that central square so um it is uh a really interesting game and i thought i'd highlight it because yeah. uh it's it's been out for a long time and i don't know how much uh how much buzz? How do you um? Making. How do you uh, control the the? Presume you have like a reticle or something to shoot them. You or? do. You do. Is it and is it just D pad or is it crank? It or? is D pad. The crank right. can fire or buttons <sighs> can fire. So oh, you can you can crank out uh, quite a few yeah. laser shots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yep. Which is nice. Anything um, that makes me feel like I'm on the Millennium Falcon is okay <laughs> with me. So that's it. Yeah. So it's called space travels. Space Troubles. Space Troubles, Space Troubles. Oh, check it out. Yes. Um, so that brings us to the end of our show. But before we sign off, uh, just a reminder, we're, George and I are going to stick around for a minute and talk about spoilers for his game, Along Came a Spider. Um, thank you, George, for joining us and uh, sticking through <laughs> all of the technical difficulties we've had. It's, um, it's almost definitely my fault. So. <laughs> I apologize profusely, and thank you so much. I, I love the podcast, so thank you for having me on. Uh, well, uh, we're we're very glad to have you. Um, if you are interested in finding us online, you can find us at playdatepodcast.com, and our Twitter and social uh, links will be in the show notes. So let's give it about a couple seconds here, and uh, then we'll jump into spoilers. So... Uh, George, let's yes. talk spoiler talk for a long Yay. game of spider. <laughs> I am so excited to talk with you. Don and I have been messaging. I've been enthralled with this game. Oh, amazing. Um, so I um, only found four out of five of the endings and I, I, I got Don up to speed with, okay. uh, with the fourth ending. Um, so I'm and, okay. I'm, I'm curious. Did you play, did you play the game sort of like straight? First of all, like, did you go? Okay, this is the objective. I'm going to go to the objective. <laughs> yes. Did you did you go off and explore? So I I went off and explored, and uh, I did figure out what the well, they're all kind of canonical endings, which is is interesting. But I figured out what the what the main core concept was, and I stuck with yeah. that for the first ending. So okay, cool. Um, uh, again, these are spoilers, so uh, let's talk about them. It's fine. So, yeah. so you you, you so went you went and took the I eye. I brought it, took the eye, brought it back to the elder, and yep. then had to fight the elder. Yes, a uh, combat to the death. I mean, you saw uh, that coming, right? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> uh, that was beautiful. Um, and the uh, cranking difficulty on the elder. At first, I was very surprised at how fast I needed to crank. Um, but it made sense. It was it was cool. Yeah, um, that was another really difficult one to balance because, <laughs> I it, you know, I, honestly, I, I think so. I I had it initially that you um, did like the first. There's, there's about five screens, so you you know you push him down as you as, and sort of crush him. Um, and the first one, you know, I sort of had it for three seconds, and you have to do I don't know, I can't remember what it was now, but maybe you know nine rotations. So 
very easy. And then by the end of it, it was like, okay, you've got to crank for 29 seconds and do like 70 cranks or something. And people was going, I can't feel my arms. Like it's awful. <laughs> and then if I die, I don't want to do it again. So we, we shifted it down to each section is five seconds. And, oh, um, okay. you know, and, and it basically increases, you have to increase in speed for each one. And, um, uh, you know, what, what I think, I hope what we've got a nice balance of is that maybe it lures you into thinking like, oh, this isn't too, this isn't too hard. And then by the end of it, you're going, oh, I've, I've, no, I've got a crank now. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the last one, again, should be challenging, but not impossible. So, yeah, um, yeah I hope, I, I hope we've struck the right balance with that. I felt it was, it was a good balance. And it, uh, it reminded me of, of other games like, um, uh, there's a sequence in Metal Gear Solid 4 where you're <laughs> forced to mash the triangle like oh, a million yeah. times. Um, and yeah. it kind of reminded me of that, but obviously a lot less uh, painful uh, it's, to it's play. Less so. as well, but <laughs> um, so that was the first ending I achieved. And then I went back and brought the eye to the fountain. And oh, yes. That was such a cool twist. Um, once I, I had a suspicion that. Uh, you were related to oh, many oh, right. of the ghosts right, um, right, right. because at, at one point uh, during my playthrough, I think actually the second time I went into the party house. <laughs> that's, and, I think that's my favorite ending, which is really depressing. <laughs> um, a fun one. It's so, it's so stupid and very Monty Python. Um, but um, I think it was, um, I think that was actually the first ending I made, you know, as well. Oh, I, just, really? I just thought it would be so funny to have Eric just get squashed, squashed. basically. Um, so uh, I, I didn't do the bit with like, um, so all, all the spiders, now this is a really nerdy thing, but I don't know if you noticed, some of the spiders have weird names, mm-hmm. but they're basically the like Latin or I think that's different. The, yeah, the, the like yeah. species names for their spiders. Yep. So, you know, the, the nursery web spider, the spider who looks after all the little hatchling spiders, is called Pisa Uridae. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I didn't have her reading the book at them, but I thought I kind of want each ending to correlate with one of the remaining spiders. So, you know, it kind of became her ending. Um, uh, okay. Um, so, you know, that was, um, that was, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. So you found the party one. <laughs> Great. Good. Yes. Um, so enjoyed my time at the party for a couple seconds there, <laughs> and then uh, brought brought the eye to the fountain and yep. uh, met my my own grandpa, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that was nice. Um, so then I started experimenting because I was like, hmm, I wonder what's what else there is here. Mm-hmm. I know there's two more endings, mm-hmm. but I'm having trouble finding them. So. Uh, I went back into the spider area for the yes. first time yes. and uh, they mentioned that, you know, I should only come back when I had the eye. Yeah. And that's also where I learned that the nursery spider will heal you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to make that explicit. So yeah. I quite like that. That's something that you can stumble upon and be like, oh, actually, if I fail a room, if I'm getting battered, I can't, I don't have to die. I can yeah. go and get healed up. That's, that's a really cool, uh, cool idea. And, um, I guess I should mention that it didn't immediately spring to mind because you can continue if you if you're yeah. killed yeah. Um, in the in the uh, climbing sequences. But um, brought the uh, the lack of eye back yes. to the <laughs> back to the elder, and then saw that ending. But uh, 
I've been experimenting since and have not figured out <gasps> where the last ending is. So I'm I wondering mean, if do, you could... do you want a hint or not? I would love a hint. Okay, so I I tried to make it. So, like I said, like the game, you know, I wanted to make it like you could breathe through it. But I also wanted it to be like if you poke around everywhere and talk to everybody and, and that kind of thing like you know it, every every ghost spider that you meet has at least three passages of dialogue and some of them are mm-hmm. just complete nonsense but you know they're they're there for fun and, and you know if you want to sort of see more but in terms of, of when i created the town it can be a bit it sounds ridiculous because it's only one screen on the play day but it can be a bit overwhelming you know you, you're suddenly like okay there's this whole little town i'm this one little tile where do i go mm-hmm. so i tried to where i could make visual cues so how how did you how did you find the fountain did you notice did you notice the tile or not the fountain or did you just stumble um, upon it I, by chance i noticed the tile above right. the b area yep. yeah so you know there's and it's, it's teeny tiny but there's like a little <laughs> visual indicator of this is a bit out of place um and i don't know if you noticed but all the houses that you can go into the lights are on um mm-hmm. so apart from the manor but there's one indicator on that map which looks the same as something else. Ooh, okay. That's very, that's a bit cryptic. I can tell you more <laughs> if you want. Uh, but I if think I, if I tell you more, it will be, why don't I, if you can't get it in, in a day, then, then, then tell me and I'll, um, oh no, I hope people can find it. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm going to, okay, I'll, I'll give you a slightly more obvious clue. Okay. The key for the manor mm-hmm. isn't only for the manor. Oh, okay. All right. That's I think I've got, I think I've got an idea now. Okay, okay. Good. good. That's good. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, I just, I, I, it was so much fun just packing it with Easter eggs. There's, yeah. you know, have you found there's a, there's a little message for my wife in there? Have you found that? I I don't think so. Oh, uh, well, it's one of those ones that maybe nobody will ever find it. Maybe somebody will find mm. it. But the, the you know the, the, it was really a big driver for me. You know, I and you you said it before actually on the podcast. I I love that the play date, particularly when you're a parent as well, is is just this perfect tiny little thing that does actually fit in your pocket and you can whip it out and, and play it for for you know a few minutes. Mm. So I knew that the, it was never going to be a massive game, but I wanted. I wanted people to want to play it more than once and experience it more than once. So, you know, I've got to tell you that making the ending calculator work was a nightmare. Um, but, and this doesn't say it actually, but you do, it's not a massive thing, but you do get something for getting all the five endings as well. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's not a big thing, but I, I wanted there to be something to say, hey, thank you for playing my game five times. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> have have this thing um well that's excellent and i can't wait to see it and george i want to thank you again for creating such a a cool and creative game and i loved exploring and talking to everybody that i could uh (laughs) bashing into every tile possible and trying to figure out the edges of this really unique and creative world that you've made so um thank you so much oh that's really uh, kind thank you thank you that's really kind of you to say thank you and thank you so much for inviting me on as well Absolutely. Um, Well, uh, listeners, this is the end of the podcast now, but uh, join us in another fortnight and we will have more Playdate talk. Thanks again, George, and talk to you later. 
Sí, claro.